Hi, and welcome to the Law of Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Law of Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to the fourth episode of the podcast. I'm super happy about this week's guest and about the topic that we're going to talk about. It's something that I've written about uh, a lot before and that I get so much feedback around and it's the HSP, highly sensitive person trait uh, that has been researched for a long time now. Um, It's a personality or a trait that... Uh, 15% to 20% of the population have and it's it's a trait that makes you very um, very sensitive to the environment so that you can sense and feel things uh, in a more heightened state and in a deeper way so this is a really interesting topic and I think many of you out there are relating to this personality trait uh, and it's not only your personality, it's a innate trait that we have and that we're born with. Um, so I have this amazing guest, Mia Hoshona, uh, who I've connected with uh, here in Sweden, and she's been working with uh, consciousness and uh, all of this for over 30 years, and she's been all over the world, and had teachers from different parts of the world and she's now the founder of the Scandinavian Embodiment Academy and also the HSP Embodied Leadership Training that we will talk about uh, the quantum way also. Um, And it's so interesting. She has written a book called HSP Embodied Self-Leadership, The Quantum Way that will be published in 2020s we will talk about this training as well and just interesting because she's been studying consciousness since 1989 with uh, masters like Sri Papaji and Barry Long and she's a yoga teacher she's trained in Reiki Um, she also does Hawaiian healing massage and she's a she's a coach as well um, and right now she's studying with Dr. Joe Dispenza. So she has so much wisdom, so much knowledge, and I'm super happy to present this episode to you. And I would love to hear back from you what you think and how you feel when you're listening to it and if you have any questions. So just enjoy this episode. Hi, Mia. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I hope you're doing well. I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, We've been in touch for a while now, so I'm really excited about this call today. And I just want to start by asking you, before we start our conversation, uh, how you stay mindful and present. Ah. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for inviting me mm. and just acknowledging your work because I love what you do. It's so beautiful, the Instagram account that you hold. Thank and you. And that you started this podcast. Thank you so much. Hooray for you for <laughs> spreading so much <clears throat> light and goodness. And, thank yeah. you. So I'm very happy to be here. Staying mindful and present. <clears throat> it's a... Uh, it's uh, it's an interesting topic as we're going to talk about high sensitivity today, right? Mm. Yeah, because it's, uh, and I really have kind of a long response to that, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> because 
like for the highly sensitive person, just generally before I talk about myself, mm. is um, if we are aware of our high sensitivity and we know about it, a lot of people still have to learn about it, right? Mm. And identify with it. But if we are aware of our high sensitivity and we're somewhat embodied in that, then for a lot of us, the trick is to relax really from how super present we are. So it's not so much an issue about becoming more present. It's, it's more about being aware of how present we are and then finding, you know, a relaxation in that so that we can, so that we can uh, surf and, and navigate through life with this high presence because that's really what <clears throat> high sensitivity is about mm. and uh, <clears throat> excuse me to be and that's the mindfulness in it so it's a little bit different and and it applies to it applies to the same model which is basically the model behind everything that I think I will be talking about with you today is that it starts with, I mean, our mindfulness journey starts with the physical body, right? So mm -hmm. the average way for each one of us as human beings is to start with, with the physical body, becoming aware of our breath and, and our weight, perhaps, in the body to really, you know, come to the present moment from that body awareness and then once that is an uh, um, unknown and established and regular and and repeated self-awareness and practice then we can also become present and mindful through a little bit higher up in the energy systems or chakra systems or you know in, uh, into our emotional body. So really connecting with our hearts to become staying present and staying mindful, like, whoa, checking in with ourselves, you know? Mm. What's happening in me now? And, ah, oh, okay, yeah, this is going on. But that can't be done before we've, you know, been used to or are known with doing this mindfulness check-in through the body, right? Mm. And then from there, once we have established and really embodied that and kind of live in that on a daily basis, we're just, we are that, we're in the embodiment of those types of presences or abilities to become present through these different parts of ourselves, the physical and the emotional, then, then we can start also working on which is my greatest excitement at this time in my life together with the others as well um is the becoming present through our thoughts mm. and that's 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 where my practice is now uh i spent many many years um in let's say both of the other like the presence in the physical body and then, and then quite easily for a highly sensitive personality, I would say, coming into the emotional body for presence. Because we, you know, the veil for us into our emotional body is quite thin. It's easy for us to get there. Mm. It's easy for us to be there the whole time, actually, uh, and even be overwhelmed by it, which we'll probably talk about today. Mm. But so my practice is about thought presence. And it's so exciting. Um, I've been calling it like mono yoga, just adding, you know, mind practice to a yoga class, a yoga situation. And then, of course, just deepening and pure meditation work to become conscious of my unconscious thoughts. So that's very subtle, right? Mm. But that's, that's the practice that I have now. Because if I notice myself, I mean, generally, if I'm, in, if I'm aligned and in balance, I will 
be there. I, I will be present. Mm. That's how, who I am today. And being present is being mindful. I mean, they just, you know, they come together. So when you're present, you are mindful. Uh, and, but when I notice that I'm, you know, out of alignment or not, I really want to recalibrate because I'm not uh, relaxed or healthy or I'm excited about life. I don't have access to like, you know, elevated emotions, feeling, feeling good, let's say. But I'm, I'm a bit more in my survival part of myself, struggling and maybe anxious or maybe fearful like that. Then I start checking in with, with, okay, what, what, hey, 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 what, what thoughts are running here in the unconscious? And and so that's that's my practice today, and and uh, to be able to at all have access to my unconscious thoughts because they're so subtle i need to become fully still mm. and sit and take myself to that place in consciousness where they originate from so yeah and if i need to i'll go through the body you know maybe mm. i need to dance a bit first or do some yoga or you know breathe of course i'll be breathing and uh Maybe I need to connect with my heart, my emotional body, to just hey, allow for that gateway to open so that I can be in meditation and be aware of my thoughts. Mm. Yeah. That's a beautiful practice. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited about it. I'm super yeah. excited about it. It's changing my life. And, uh, uh, yeah. and you've done so much in your life. It's amazing <laughs> uh, the journey that you've been on and how much like uh, knowledge and wisdom that you have uh, with the work that you do it's really amazing i'm i'm very like just just really happy that we have connected because you have so much to share to the world and uh, we connected because i've been also uh, talking about the topic of highly sensitivity and yeah. or highly sensitive persons or and um I've been working on understanding the trait in myself because I'm uh, very highly sensitive. Uh, if I if I just look at the test that you can do online, which is very basic, uh, Dr. Elaine, um, yeah. I score very high. And I think just uh, just having a framework for what it is that I'm experiencing is is really uh, it's a good feeling to know yeah. and that others experience it and that uh, I think in in that whole wave I I just discovered you and your trainings and everything that you work with and I think it's amazing because I think uh, I haven't seen anything like that anywhere mm. else uh, and we live in Sweden and we have access to a lot of different things here in Stockholm. Um, so I would, I would actually love to, uh, for you to just tell the listeners more about yourself to begin with and, and what you do and yeah, just a background. Mm. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, thank you for that acknowledgement and presentation. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, long story short. <laughs> um, I, the, like, the longer I'm here, the older I get, um, quote unquote. Um, I understand more about my own background and why I made the choices that I did at, from a very young age. Um, let's just say that I had the, I was probably designed and programmed, let's say, to remember at a very young age, to awaken and to uh, just the reality of truly being uh, dimensional, a dimensional being and, you know, originating from source, like we all are. And, and uh, it was just that it was, it, it's almost 30 years ago, um, I think it's 29 years ago, whatever, but um, there wasn't a whole crowd of people around doing that. <laughs> so I 
was very much drawn to finding people who who related to it in a similar way like myself like we do like you said about you know reading uh the hsp book or just identifying with oh okay i belong to this group kind of and that's a relaxation in itself and then i can study and learn and, and become from there so i spent I mean, I've spent my whole life since then devoted to that because I, you know, because it's the, it's just why I'm here and it's my greatest love. And so the first, let's say 10 years in within these uh, three decades, I traveled a lot. Um, I was living a lot in India for a long time, for 30 months. and and uh, either coming or going to my teacher and my community there. I was, you know, studying. I was just taken to by grace without knowing what was happening to me to, to uh, a saint really that his name is Papaji. And, and that's where I awakened and remembered everything. And then it was like such a shock to me in a way because I was not, I was I was identified with being a seeker <laughs> and I and I was kind of a finder. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm. you know, and it was like, so what am I supposed to do with my life now? I don't have this question in me anymore. My question was, what is God? That was my question. I was like, what is it? I really wanted to know. I didn't want to believe, I wanted to know. Um so yeah, it took me, you know, I've been studying with different master teachers that have appeared, like teachers appear in our, our ways when we, when we send out the signal that we want the information that they can unlock, right? Mm. So I studied with him and just sitting in meditation for, you know, in his frequency for, for a long time and always being on pilgrimage and sharing what I had, you know, because we can always share what we have. It doesn't, we don't need to get to a certain point. We can just share what we got. And I was always doing that. And, and then I got into um, kind of leaving the Eastern uh, world. I just felt, I guess, the calling to actually have my place in the Western society somehow, reluctantly, maybe because it was much easier, you know, being in the East. Um, but I wanted to be of some sort of meaning, I, I think, in, in the Western world. And I started, um, got into the teachings and learnings and rememberings and unlocking a lot of things within like a very classical tantric uh, teaching. My teacher for, I think, 12 years and mentor was a man called Barry Long from Australia. And uh, so we were just really also for hours in meditation during all of the workshops with him. I was translating some of his work into Swedish and books. And uh, I just kept studying with him a lot and spending a lot of time with him and together with also a partner uh, that I was with for 10 years. So that really embodying this work and like through lovemaking and through presence together and creating a you know, very dedicated path lots of joy um and you know there's always this and this gigantic road of healing behind the scene as well so i've gone through a lot of healing um which has made me study and learn and own or have ownership of many different you know healing modalities and remedies like yoga. I'm a yoga teacher and I'm a meditation teacher and I'm a, you know, I'm a, an embodied soul coach and I'm a dancer of, you know, I teach conscious dance and, and uh, I do healing work and I know a lot about herbs and, and mm -hmm. how to eat and sleep and all these things. So for my own sake, I learned all these things or remembered them. And, mm -hmm. and then I started working with them because I knew them and, uh, I wanted to. Uh, I loved teaching yoga and dance and and being a coach and therapist. And so, yeah, the past 10 years I've been doing that, like really doing the 
body mount work, um, teaching yoga, teaching conscious dance, and also creating um, a few traditions and, and schools within it. The dance is called Embodied Soul Dance, and the yoga that I've been creating has been really anchored with presence and consciousness, awareness of consciousness, talking about the inner reality and doing a lot of workshops. And now I'm doing this work with um, leadership and self-leadership around high sensitivity and also the recovering from stress burnout because it turned out they're so relatable when it comes to the solution from the angle that I am working with it now. Mm. And that began about three years ago, I think, with me creating, I was still teaching yoga classes and I just decided to teach another class. And, and uh, so I, I was called to create a class around high sensitivity and, and stress burnout and recovery from that. And uh, so I just put it out there uh, on an afternoon time, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon, just to see who was going to show up and what the need was for this material. And, and it was just, the response was so strong. The course was fully booked and, and people really made the time to be there. And, and, and I saw that this material is more than just a yoga class. It's, it's actually a training. I saw kind of into the future that this is a training happening sometime. Mm. So I started taking notes of everything that was coming through and that everything that I was, you know, teaching through the classes. And, and now we're doing, uh, now we're doing this work in intro workshops, which is like a retreat. We just go to retreat for two days. Uh, and we relax and restore at the same time, but it's also an introduction to to this work and uh, this self leadership from like the quantum perspective and embodied, so uh, embodied learning. And then I'm also doing, which I just launched and started this year, uh, a four day training for people holding space for people who who come to them with these. Um, these learnings or you know mm. the need for more around this mm. yeah and that's how we actually connected because i was uh i got very interested in the teacher training being a yoga teacher myself but taking it to that level as well um and you have some workshops coming up and also teacher trainings uh planned for next year right yeah, yeah, this is right. Um, mm -hmm. We're still like, we're just super suggestible. This is so new. So people mm. are kind of inviting us or inviting me. And sometimes I, I manage to get, you know, one of my assistants to go with me and do some sound healing while we're there and just, you know, be my, my buddy. Um, and so they're inviting us to, to different places. So I'm very much in that space right now where this seems to be happening a lot and um, mm. and yeah we're going to Norway the week after this um, mm. next weekend mm. November 9th and 10th and then it's uh, outside Oslo and then we're going to Kiruna in Sweden yeah. to uh, to, um, yeah, also give this workshop. It's in the middle of, no, uh, no it's the end of November, November 30th and December 1st. Mm. And, and then we're going to Finland next year. We haven't set the dates for that yet. And then we're just pretty open for doing more of these workshops and, and leading up to the next training, which is booked for june 4 to 7 in sweden next year mm. that's the next dates that we've set that's amazing and it's such uh, magical places i think too and and yeah. um, <laughs> it's a magical time now to do this work and go within i think so yeah. um i can know i see that um a lot of the people i've connected on instagram with uh they respond to the 
HSP topic a lot yeah. and yeah. I see that it's growing like the awareness is growing it's not that suddenly we are becoming highly sensitive it's more like just the awareness around what it is and acknowledging that it's a part of us so I would actually like to ask you to just for maybe there are listeners that have never heard about a high sensitivity or highly sensitive person um, just what it is what 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 it means for you and how you how would you describe it just to explain it yeah um, basically it's something that nature created in in us as a pack to survive Mm-hmm. Also, the animals uh, apparently have this, and, and I don't know exactly which animals have how much of it and so on, but it's like, it's to create the, a balance of a pack, uh, a tribe to survive. So we are, the highly sensitive people are, are um, like deeply perceiving reality, more deeply perceiving reality mm-hmm. in all dimensions. Um, like sensing things and smelling things perhaps or just being aware of how other people feel or being able to kind of you know see what um what situation might lead to if we take these different steps and or choices and just reading energy very um intensely and also being very um very strongly experiencing their senses. Now, high sensitivity is so individual, we can't generalize. Mm -hmm. It's really, I've really seen that through, you know, through meeting so many people who, who are highly sensitive or highly sensitively gifted. It's really a gift. It's really like a talent, a skill, uh, uh, a possibility and ability to to feel and sense very deeply life all of life so some people um you know feel more some hear more some smell more and um but mainly we just we perceive things very deeply and it's about they say between 15 and 20 percent of of all people are highly sensitive and mm. so that's a lot it's like up to one-fifth of everyone that we know and relate to and yeah the trick is of course is like that our cultures are not designed for this skill and ability so much mm. and that's that's what makes it difficult for people to to you know fit into the nine to five demanding whatever structured um but on the other hand a lot of other people find difficulty into fitting into that as well because it's designed for you know it's very stressful and it's designed for a different kind of pace than what's actually our normal rhythm anyway Mm. so i like to say that 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 some of our energy centers, you know, some of our energy centers or chakras as highly sensitive people are more enhanced or advanced than the average person. And they're all about intuition. It's like, you know, the gut, the gut feeling. We, you know, our intuition is heightened. We know things or we feel things or we just, we're in tune with that. So we can help other people be in tune with their intuition. And we can also have that service for you know our family or our pack our tribe our community and it's the same with our heart the other center for intuition feeling from the heart and being intuitive from the heart just being connected quite emotional in a way but or feeling at least from that place and then also the more highly higher intuitive centers like you know the, the pineal gland the third eye and and above. Mm. That's, that's a great way of of seeing and describing it. And I think, like you said, it's it's very. I mean, we can all have so many different personalities and ways of being and living. 
so it's really hard. But usually, I mean, I, I think I can sense if someone is highly sensitive quite uh, quick now that I that I recognize it in myself. Yeah. Um, and I think highly sensitive people can also uh, naturally like get drawn into each other because we have kind of the same needs. So it's, it's, it's a mutual understanding that, um, okay, if we're sitting right here where it's really loud and noisy, it's not going to be easy to eat our food <laughs> or we can't yes. have like a proper conversation if it's a lot of things going on. And I think, um, I think it, it's also an evolution in oneself because in the beginning, and I think what, what Dr. Elaine also spoke about that I has, have researched a lot about HSP, also that this trait becomes stronger as you grow and become an adult. I can see a big <clears throat> transition from being a teenager and, and early 20s, like the way I was living is it's not compatible with my sensitivity right now and that can have to do with a lot of other factors that happen in life like uh, stress and and high demands and and those things too but it feels like it it gets stronger and then you'd work maybe also intuitively and uh, i know it's a difference also between high sensitivity and and being an empath but if you have that as well then that becomes like one extra layer uh, on top of it. So I think it's really um, just working on it and and seeing it as a gift, as you said, because it's not like a disability in any way. It's it's more like we can have we can use this as a as a tool, and there's a purpose with it. There is. Yeah, yeah, there is, and it is an ability. For mm. sure. It's mm. an ability, but any ability can ch turn into a disability, of mm. course, you know, in any area of life. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting what she says about that, about um, how, um, yeah, how it's, it seems that uh, the older we get, the more mm, developed our high sensitivity might be. I think that mm. is true for uh, the generations that are adults now. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not so sure it's true for the generations that are, have been born and our children now. Mm -hmm. Depends on how we raise them, because you know what I'm saying with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. because <clears throat> like I was a super sensitive child. Even my mm -hmm. family used to call me touchy, and we're a Swedish-speaking family generally. We spoke some English as well, but mm -hmm. they would call me touchy because I was so sensitive. Not that there was any knowledge or awareness about high sensitivity in those days, but. I was, and I was so in tune with the stars and the universe and the sky and my spirit guides and my, my heart and my intuition and my, you know, the whole inner reality was very real for me. Mm. And that's just saying a lot about which brain waves I'm very much functioning from. And we are that as children as well. And, mm. and. I think, or I'm, I'm super convinced, although I don't have the evidence to prove it at this moment or at this time, but if we allow the highly sensitive child and adolescent to be in an environment and also with other people who, you know, so they can identify and there's knowledge around this and, and we support them in this journey instead of throwing them into the mold of how everything else is run which certainly was, you know, my case and maybe your case and most people's mm. cases because it was another time. Mm. But now we're in a new time where we can, where we have this knowledge and we have these, this beautiful research behind and more is coming and we have many people dedicated to, to working with this and seeing how it relates to the brain and, and uh, then I don't think it's a necessity to necessarily... I don't know what's going to happen with age, of course, because it hasn't happened yet. We'll have yet to see that. But you know what I'm saying? It's like if we don't um, shut it down, 
during the, the years that we grow up and form into adults, then I think we will have a very different uh, situation and society, of course. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. Yeah, and just uh, uh, if if parents and adults and and schools take this into consideration, yes, then it the highly sensitive actually doesn't have to <laughs> suffer so much from trying to be in a different way. Because I think one thing also, just uh, um, when you when you are in school and in in situations, it's all, always highly regarded to to be like extrovert and being like always like a team player. Like it's, it's so built for being in groups, but also being this extroverted and, and you have to almost be that in, in a lot of places to, to be seen and heard. And if, if uh, we can have places for uh, children and adults that were this trait and this type of ability is also uh, respected and and understood i think that allows for more growing because i think when you accept it and you start working with it it you, it's so much potential that is there uh, so also i think when you have that knowledge about how to work with it I think that's when we can find so much ease in our lives. And it's about listening and being conscious about our needs and what what actually works for us. But it's also really hard as a highly sensitive to put your, because living with a lot of like uh, the feeling of wanting to have a harmonious uh, environment, pleasing others, uh, a lot of anxiety can come up if if you if you walk your own path, but that's a part of the path as well to to understand that you have to do what what is good for you because you can't um, you can't help others if you don't uh, help yourself first. And I think that's that would be an interesting thing to get into like just generally in life i know you you're teaching also the the courses and also the teacher trainings now um but like generally in life what would you say is important for highly sensitive people to do or not do to to harness this this uh, ability Right. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that. I just want to mm. get back to you said such interesting things about, yeah. uh, I, I think it's important to focus on like super important actually to focus on, okay, so what are these, these, these people, this group of people and these individuals within these group, this group of people, what, what are their abilities? What are they here for? So, and having a look within this group, we have like, we have so many artists and healers and, you know, medicine people. We have mm -hmm. people who are really in touch with their bodies and with, with art and also with spirits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. when society will shift, which it is, I, you know, gradually doing into rewarding those qualities higher. Mm. then then it will be a much a, a very different situation because it's so important not to look at this ability uh, a high sensitivity as you know something that we need to know how to take care of and it's 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 rather how can we thrive in it i'm mm. so keen on putting the attention into that instead of in the, the difficulties and the negative aspects of it or the hard aspects of it. Mm. Because where we place our attention is where we're gonna create more and, and you know, we, where we place our energy. So mm. to see that once, you know, once society or the societies or communities that really uh, put a lot of value into, you know, the artist community, the healer community, 
even like, you know, in more native kind of tribes, like the medicine man or woman, gosh, a tribe would not survive without them or the spiritual leader or leaders of that tribe. They're, they're super important for the tribe's survival. And so as we evolve as a species um, in those areas and acknowledge the value of those areas, then, then it's also easier to direct the, the thought around high sensitivity as, whoa, this is great. How can I use it? How can I work with this? Um, and I think that's a super important aspect because um, also thinking about, you know, how can we, going to your, your question, how, how can we, what do we need? What should we think about? Uh, I want to start with a thought about it. Like, how are we thinking about it? Are we thinking about it as, you know, a, a problem? Or are we thinking about it as an asset? And why is that important? Because that's going to change your whole chemistry and start, you know, tuning you into your, your relaxation into life. Because if we think about it from like from the survival centers again of our, of our physical or our human being, our energy body, then we're just going to make it worse. We're going to think about the problem and we're going to be in beta brain waves and we're going to try to figure out the problem from the same level that of thought or consciousness that the problem is presenting itself or the situation is presenting itself. So if we can, if we can learn how to rise from there, from the survival instincts where we are so focused, and this is really the answer to you, we're so focused on our external environment, right? We all know how important we initially and spontaneously feel that it is to fix the environment around us. No, I need to sit in that corner further over there. That's going to be easier for me than here. It's too noisy or there's draft or there's, you know, there's a light coming from the ceiling. It affects my state of being. Mm. We're manipulating. That's just like a cafe situation that I'm imagining. Then we have, you know, transport to work. <laughs> How, what kind of work am I actually going to have so that I can accommodate all these sensitivities that I have? Maybe I need to just stay out of rush hours and maybe I should always take the bus or walk this way through the forest to get to that bus stop and to balance and recalibrate and align and feel better. So we're very focused on the external environment to fix our inner state of being. Are you, you with mm. me on that? Mm. Yeah. Sure. And that will be the general way of discussing this. This will be the general way of talking about it. Mm. Uh, it is. If you, you know, you gather a couple of highly sensitive people, we'll be talking about that, you know, and we'll be doing all these things. What, um, what what should I eat and not eat and how should I move my body and not move my body to accommodate my inner reality? So I, I'm, I'm taking the approach. Um, I'm, I'm acknowledging that uh, approach because it has its value, of course. And it's all about coming, rising like from the survival part of ourselves, our lowest energy centers, and then rising into the heart again. Same with a mindfulness model of practice that I talked about in the beginning. So we can rise into the heart and then we can relax. And from the heart, we can access higher states of consciousness. But I'm approaching this from getting into those higher states of consciousness, the higher states of thought to begin with. And from there, create a different thought and a different 
relationship to our internal or inner reality and it will and it and in doing that work in focusing on on creating the inner reality regardless of you know the external circumstance it things shift a lot things shift a lot because we're not working from you know on the situation difficulty or problem from the same level of thought that where it appears we're rising above that like einstein said you know or suggested that we have to to solve a problem we need to think or we need to be in higher frequency of thought higher state of consciousness than where the problem is taking place mm. um, and and it's and it's not so easy to talk, to perhaps talk about that on a podcast but that's the work that we we do in these in my workshops and the work i do with my clients and and uh it's it changes a lot it changes everything because it's like it it, it starts taking control and commanding the field of energy your own field of energy, your own field of energy before it comes into matter, before it becomes particle. You work with the wave instead of working on the particle, the, you know, the environment. And your body is also mm. your environment. It's so easy to forget. So true. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, very interesting. I think it's like, because what we sense uh what when we're talking about highly high sensitivity it's still in our physical body yes. so it's like like the light that hits us or the noise that we hear or the the feeling of like this little thing on on my shoulder like it's small things that is in the body <laughs> but when when you when you i think that's why for me, it's so important to work on higher levels because then I take myself out of that because that's my, that's like I'm almost being forced to go up there and just to uh, go beyond it because otherwise it would become very overwhelming. And at the same time, it's so easy to be up there uh, and to, um, I think also, like you said, since I was a child, to be in that space, it's very easy to tap into. And then um, how to ground down. Exactly. And like, it's a balance. Yes, it is a balance <laughs> because we're not doing this to dissociate. This is no. really important to integrate in this work or in this, you know, in this self-leadership that we can take. Uh, so we're not doing that to dissociate, you know, we're doing it to to embody it and to bring it down into our life and and i like to say i i i founded this hsp 101 you know like what is my first to go to uh and instead of having the the hsp 101 my first to go to thought or action being something of all of these things that i have done for my whole life and you know so many years adjusting the environment you know we can make a long list of how we like to adjust the environment to feel safe and feel in balance and feel relaxed like we've been talking about lights and noises and geography and relationships and what we eat and what we dress in and all these things and they're not bad we're going to still enjoy doing that because you know it's fun to be a human and we like to you know just explore but we don't want to be um ruled and controlled by the external circumstance and environment to feel mm -hmm. so we want to be free to choose that but not be ruled by it or dominated by it so my mm -hmm. hsp 101 is nothing of that but it is to to remember that i am bigger than the environment. I am bigger than the environment. I am bigger than any environment. I am bigger than my body. I am bigger than the environment. And what does that mean? You know, that's not something that we intellectually can understand. We have to 
perceive it with our awareness. We have to take ourselves to that state of consciousness, those mm -hmm. relaxed brain waves or frequencies that are not in survival and beta or high beta looking for to adjust the external environment. We need to go through the gateway of the heart into the deeper and, uh, um, relaxation of, you know, alpha brainwaves or theta brainwaves and really dissolve into, into that void. That's where I am bigger than the environment. And that's my to go to that changes everything. So when I spend time there and start choosing to spend my time in my inner reality, which is really such a much bigger reality than, than the matter, than the material, than all the things that are around me, including my body. Because, you know, if we look at an atom, how much of an atom is just pure space and how much is particle? It's nothing. Mm. So that's mm. where we go. And, and the work is really to direct people back, repeat, back, repeat, back, repeat. Because we are used to, we are our default, our current default, we're changing the current default into a new default. <laughs> and, and that will also change because we're just an evolution. But we're changing this because we will, we'll, we tend to immediately come back to, well, what about this, you know? What about this, mm. uh, you know? And we're looking again at matter or the external um, mm. reality. So that's, that's the whole approach from, from, and that will also be my response. Like what, what you know, what tools can I use in my day-to-day -day life? Well, mm. I could give you, so many tools as of, you know, try to find a job where you feel that you can rule your own times. And I have that. I love that. I'm not intending to change that. But I don't want to be a slave under all those circumstances that I create around myself. And I have been. So I know what it's like to be painted into a very, very small spot of the corner because you've made your life like smaller and smaller and smaller. And a lot of us, you also mm. mentioned being introvert. Uh, mm. It's not true for all highly sensitive people. I have learned because I've met so many. Mm. Some are actually ex extroverts. And I'm like, yeah. what? Is that possible? But, <laughs> you know, but it is. Uh, not the majority, mm. I wouldn't say, but... Um, it was a big part. I think you, it's like 30% or something are... Highly sensitive, extroverted. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a bigger it's, than it's still a yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, like out of the highly sensitive people, thirty percent are extrovert, if I remember it correctly. So yeah. it's not, it's not like we can't equate introversion with no, high we sensitivity. Can't. No, and that's a good thing. It's to more remember. about our yeah. senses. Yeah, but I could, you know, as I don't know, perhaps coming to a closure of our talk yeah. uh, eventually <laughs> mm. um, is uh, instead of giving so many recommendations for how to adjust your external situation, relationships, time and space, your life out there, I, my approach is uh, like teaching people and helping people to um, learn and becoming in more and more in mastery of their inner environment so that we can approach uh, life from a higher state of consciousness. Mm. So that's where my interest lies. That's and amazing. I've learned and truly need to acknowledge uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, also because mm. I've been studying with him for the past year and a half two years and to really understand like the science behind all this and and apply it into the work that i've been doing so yeah amazing mm -hmm. and um so um uh, you have the different weekends and trainings uh like who who would come to these these trainings and weekends could do you have to be highly sensitive or 
how does it work? Yeah, um, I also have, uh, I also see a lot of clients one-on-one and I love doing this work also on distance. Like we don't Mm. need to be in the same time and space at all. Uh, Mm. And if it's needed, we do a lot of healing work in there too, so that we can relax Mm. into the heart. But so anybody can come to that, of course. We all know when we're called to to reach out yeah. uh, and to get some support to upgrade and remember that's all we're doing like I'm just unlocking things for other people I just mm-hmm. that's also why I like to call myself a coach instead of you know a therapist or a counselor although I say that too sometimes but it's like I just want to give people their own I just want to help them unlock and then they move on and and get in charge of of their own life and not being dependent on on somebody to support them forever, let's say, uh, from the outside. Um, To the weekends, anybody can come. Uh, Anybody can come. They're they're really um, introductions and retreats. So Mm -hmm. whoever shows up, we will accommodate for the group and and bring in, I will bring in as much of information as the group is ready for. on an introductory level and then the trainings are designed for people who already work with people and that's basically it you don't have to be a yoga teacher or a specific person but people who come to the trainings are well a lot of yoga teachers and uh, Mm. therapists and mothers and um, with high sensitive children and um, yeah, that's that sort of group. Anybody working with other people, I would love to see, you know, um, supervisors and bosses and and mm. executives, you know, people who are really leading other people and among their staff, obviously, has highly sensitive people. Like just mm. so, I would love that, and they are so welcome and. Um, so anybody who is working with people who are highly sensitive and the trainings that we've had so far has been a mix. Most people, again, are themselves identifying to some degree with being highly sensitive, but you certainly do not have to, to be there. And in the groups that we've had, uh, it's been a mix. Not everybody has been highly sensitive themselves. And they've been so appreciative to learn from the group of highly sensitive they're like oh you're like that (laughs) um Mm. because they need it in their own work Mm. amazing thank you so much is there any last is there any last thing you want to share before we close the call i don't know just uh i just love love to step out of the podcast and see the person who's listening and just look into their eye and you know just knowing that we got this it's like everything we need is already within us and it's so amazing it's already there it's already free we just need Mm -hmm. access to it and unlock it and then embody it through training and training and training ourselves repeating new patterns and uh, so the intellectual understanding is not so interesting anymore with the application of the understanding is what's interesting to do the work and become the change Mm. so yeah and of course i open arms hope that people reach out if they want to know more about all of this yes and i want to thank you so much (laughs) for creating this space Mm. Yeah, that's so amazing it's it truly is you have created this podcast you've created this space for this mm. conversation and many more to take place yes and thank you so much i'm grateful for your time and your presence and i'm sure we'll connect again very soon and yeah thank you so much it's been so valuable thank you i'm super filled with joy and and excitement i'm smiling and my body's tingling i'm very grateful for this conversation me too (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much bye 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 shireen thank you bye 
thank you so much for tuning in today. I really hope that this episode brought some more light and some more insights into the highly sensitive uh, area and maybe you can take something away uh, to practice in your life and all the links to uh, Mia's website and Instagram and Facebook you can find in the show notes and I just hope that you can uh, integrate this in a smooth way Um, and if you feel like this episode was helpful please leave a review and rating on iTunes so more people can find the show and if you do so you can also take a screenshot and I will pull an oracle card for you Um, so let's just take a deep breath in together and breathe out and enjoy the rest of your day or evening. Namaste.